three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Ashtar. Uh, thanks, Asher. It's uh, <clears throat> it's been a while. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Kind of a funny moment that we like almost said the same name, but not right, really. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the funny things about meeting you. It's like, wait, your name is Ashtar. My name is Asher. Huh? Mm-hmm. Where where does that come from? It's like very very interesting. Yeah, and I mean. I don't know about you, but I don't meet a lot of people with like a similar sounding name or even or the same name. So it's even funnier. That's like we just, you know, run into each other. And yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, that was a. I think that was like kind of how we started to like talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I, I think for that very thing, I forget if it was at a conference or for uh eta right yeah it was with um yeah it was an eric thomas conference um man i gotta make it out to one of those again it's been a while yeah um i feel like maybe they're having them kind of far and few between last year they had the first one back live and in person and i think it was paired with a uh a getaway resort earlier in the year and i want to say similar thing this year maybe different location they did the phenomenal life and then they're going to do the mm-hmm. 120 conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are really cool, but it's a little high commitment for me. It's like, you got, <laughs> you got to get the hotel room, the whole, like, it's like a destination conference, right. which is, which is really cool. Like I would love to do it one day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you been to any of them? I went, I actually went last year. I did the, they had the phenomenal life retreat in Mexico. And uh-huh. I was able to go and I think maybe do it that year and two years before because nothing was happening in 2020. Of but course. It was, and everything at the same time. Right, right. But it, it was a, an interesting experience because it was nice. You get to travel out of the country and being able to do it for a second time around. Like the first time that I went, it was in Jamaica. And then mm-hmm. this time it was in, in a cancun mexico so like living on a resort for the better part of a i forget if it was a week or maybe three days one of those but like living there on the resort being able to enjoy the food enjoy the message of the conference and then just be be around other people like like yourself where you you would either meet someone online through Brave University or you meet someone in person for the first time and then you get to connect online afterwards. That that part of it, that fellowship, that community went hand in hand with the, the learning portion. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely powerful. Um, I remember that um, like community is really powerful. I, I feel like that's I've made a lot of big transformations in my life, like through community i'll say so um so yeah it's um fun. it's funny you, had, you or my go, go ahead 
No, 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 sorry. Go ahead. I couldn't tell if I hope the, hope you're the, editing this. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll have help on the background. But um, one of the things you mentioned earlier, have having a um, Spanish as your first language, and I'm guessing that would mean having a what's the proper term a, a Latin background. But like, is community really mm -hmm. big for you from that background? You know, it's actually interesting. Um, I think that's a great question. And normally the case is that uh, Latinos or Latinx have large families. We have a lot of like cousins and, you know, brothers, sisters, things like that. It's actually I'm an only child. Um, my mom was a first generation immigrant and so was my father, um, both from the Dominican Republic. And I really... I think she was the first or the second of her um, of her brothers and and she's it's uh, six five brothers and her so she was like the first or the second here and she um, you know her and my father came and then uh, they split up and then it was kind of just me and my mom for the most part and then I would see my dad and whatnot but uh, yeah I didn't have really a lot of family a lot of cousins here at all. Um, so that's something that I feel like, I feel like that's why I do seek out different communities as well is because I kind of don't have a lot of family, but, um, but yeah, I think that what's, what's really great about community, I guess the way I'll stop teasing, I feel like I'm holding back on the, uh, why community has been good for me. Um, I think that one thing has been, so when I joined Breathe University, um, I remember that we would have the, like the daily accountability calls. And um, those were, those were really, really awesome. Like 6am <laughs> accountability calls, but that was perfect because I had to work at like 7, 7.30. And um, we started doing like workouts. I think it was like a hundred day challenge of workouts. And it was like, no matter what it is, even if it's like a 15 minute workout, a 10 minute workout, um, I think, uh, what was her name? Ro Rochelle, I think. Yeah. Rochelle T parks. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, she made like a series of workouts and those were, I mean, that was like the beginning of something for me because I use those every day. Even if I was, I was working so much, I had like I think, I don't know if at that time I was doing full-time school and full-time work. I might've been had a few moments like those few years of those in my life. Um, wake up and do it every single day. I did it for a hundred days straight. And um, uh, along with like, if on my days off, do long workouts by the end of that year, I had been like after the hundred day challenge, I kept working out every single day. And it had become really automatic at that point. Um, and that was my most consistent period of taking any breaks or anything. Because, you know, you'll start the gym and then you you do three months and then you, you take three months off and then you do another three months. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so um where was i going with that yeah i just think community is, is powerful so that's that's one example and i have i have another one too but we can talk about that when it comes up
Got you. But I guess when we, well, before I, I get too far down, who do you say you are as a way to introduce you to the audience? Who do I say that I am? Um, okay, well, my name is Ashtar, obviously, and I would say that I am someone who, wait, is this a deep answer or like just an introduction? It's whatever you want it to be. Okay. Okay. You ever, you ever seen that, um, that interview with, with Jay-Z where he's like, who, I think it was, um, Nardwar. He's like, who are you? And Jay-Z's, he's like, I'm in, uh, I'm a groundbreaking, like curious person, whatever, something like that. <laughs> and Nardwar's like, I was just asked, like, just, just introduce yourself to the audience. <laughs> 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 no, this, I have seen that, but this one isn't a trick question. It's just however you want to answer it. Okay. Um, well, I'm a guy who has transformed himself um, many times in my life. One of my favorite quotes is is actually by Jay-Z, and it's... Um, uh, you don't, um, what is it? It's like, I designed myself. I can't remember the, the first part, but I just remember that, like specifically that it's like, I designed myself and I really like that because it's kind of like, although we have all these influences in our lives, we have our parents, we have our friends, you know, we have people that we look up to. We take all that in. I take all that in, but I also try to think about how I want to do things and, and how I can keep growing as a person, step outside of the box, do things that my friends aren't doing, you know, and then hopefully introduce them to that too, bring them, bring them along. So, so I like that. I feel like I'm a person that transcends like worlds. That sounds crazy, but I mean like communities, you know, or like cultures, like things like that. Um, yeah. So th that's what I would say I am. I'm like, I'm like cautious and curious. It's a weird mix. Gotcha. What, why do you say that sounds crazy being a person that transcends worlds? I guess, um, I guess some people could hear it in like a very um, spiritual way. And I, I, I'm a spiritual person as well, but you know, I guess I was trying to clarify what I meant. Gotcha. You don't want people thinking you're just hopping universes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But um, one of the things you were sharing with me earlier was about what, how your experience or what it is that you do has changed recently. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, so I, um, I went to school to study nutrition and I became a, a dietitian and that was, I think that was my first passion. Um, but after spending some time in the field, I felt like I could do more. And also I think I, I personally could make a bigger impact in other areas. 
Um, whereas some of my colleagues were, you know, that was like perfect fit for them. Um, cause I still think I still really love nutrition. I think that's a great, like helping people be healthier is really important to me. And, um, I still carry that with me, but the transformation that I made is, um, I decided to pursue, uh, software engineering, um, or programming computers. And, um, I, I basically, I did a boot camp. It, it took about a year and, um, I did it while, while still working my old job. You know, I would work from nine to five or 10 to six, something like that. And then come home and, and grind out and, and learn for like three hours every night or something like that. And I also studied a lot on the weekends. Um, but it was, it's been really great because, um, you know, I, I doubled my salary in the span of a year, um, which has been really great for me, for my family, for my partner. Um, I feel, I feel like, you know, I feel even more, I feel safer being more generous, if that makes sense. It's like, I always want to help people, but now that I feel like I have um, a good financial base. Like it's easier to just be more generous, give a larger tip, things like that. And, and that, that really like, you know, makes me feel good. I think I don't, I try not to make it like an ego thing or anything, but, um, but yeah, I, I think that that's been, that's been a really powerful thing to kind of prove to myself that I could do that as well like to make that change, to go through that process. Um, you know, I really pushed myself, learned a lot. And, and I took a leap of faith, like halfway through, I quit my job or not halfway, but near the end of the program, quit my job. And then I just committed completely to that process for like three, four months. And then I ended up getting a job. Um, I was lucky I had a little bit of savings that I've been building over the years. So, so that was good, but you know, you know, what's really interesting is actually, uh, I think one of the keys that helped me was, um, I heard about this concept of like the impossible goal. Have you ever heard of that? No, tell, tell me about it. Um, so the impossible goal is the idea of, at the beginning of the year, set a goal that almost feels impossible. It feels almost out of reach. And, and that's going to be the goal that you, you're going to get done by the end of the year. And it's kind of like, even if you don't get there, it's, you're going to get really far, right? And so I had set my impossible goal. I was like, I'm going to get a job as a software engineer making $90,000 by July. That's what I said. And at the time that felt, you know, that was like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Um, <laughs> like to go from zero programming knowledge, never, like, yeah, I messed around with computers, you know, like any kid does, but I didn't know how to, I didn't know anything about programming computers or how to build websites or anything like that. Um, and then it's funny because I end up getting a job by August making $95,000 and um, kind of feels weird to say the numbers, but anyway, um, 
that was just that felt really good like even though it wasn't july right but it was like august like that's like crazy you know august or september i think um so that 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 just like proves the point that like you can really do a lot as long as you like commit fully and and uh and just go through that process you know yeah i i almost missed that until you you restated it when you set the goal in july to have this job by august and all the while you're going through the process of studying to become a software engineer and you're so, or okay go ahead so so actually i set the goal in january okay i set the goal in january so i started the program in like october okay at that point i started getting like goosebumps i really felt like oh this could be like a really good thing for me i really like felt felt a connection to it mm -hmm. right by january i had heard about this concept and then i like set the goal for june mm -hmm. june or july and then the months went by and then i ended up getting the job in like august or september gotcha okay i think yeah and I, I like, like you said, even pointing out the figure, it, it does feel weird, but I think that that's important to give kind of a, um, what's the word, like a, a proper perspective, because it, it's, am I frozen? No, no, it's working. Okay, gotcha. Because I, I think that gives a proper perspective because you went from um, being a nutritionist and doing that as as your job but then setting your sights on something else and working towards that while you're still keeping your job and not just quitting but mm -hmm. then you bet on yourself to say okay i i see something in this and i'm going to you have savings work with that and go into this thing without a guarantee of having mm -hmm. a job at the end of it and then even setting the goal in January to say, I want this by June, June comes, July comes, August comes. It's like, you're still having to believe in the thing that you do, but instead of just waking up and saying like, oh, I believe in this thing. I believe in this thing. It's like, you're, you're so far into the work that you're doing. You're not um, mm -hmm. harassed by the goal of just like, oh, I've got to get this done. It didn't happen this month. It's got to happen. It's like it, with what you said, I, I feel like I heard kind of that relief of like, this is what I'm going to do, but also I'm going to allow room in there for that. Like this is going to happen and I'm going to put the work mm -hmm. there, but I'm not going to obsess or try to control when it happens, even though I set the framework ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that I I really I really felt like, you know, I knew that this could work. I knew I I believed in myself like that sounds corny, but kind of like I knew what I was capable of, you know, and I knew the 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 pace at which I was learning, getting better and where the industry was, you know, I knew that it's an industry that hires um that has a high demand for for workers they have a shortage of engineers and so i was like well if i keep grinding at this if i keep getting better i focus on the process i focus on what i'm learning and what i'm producing and putting out then you know it's going to happen for me um 
Yeah, I left my job in in April. I left my job in April, and it, um, basically had spent those two months. You know, my my goal was June, July, and then I kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing, and then I ended up getting like August, September. Um, so yeah, I think I think that was a very real example of um, like walking by faith instead of walking by sight, right? Um, and I used to say that mantra to myself all the time in the morning, but I guess it's kind of the thing where you say it, but you don't know if you're actually practicing it, you know, until the time comes and you're like, am, am I really about this or not? <laughs> so, yeah, that was a, that, and that's a conscious decision that you make, right? Um, I think any transformation that you make, any, any moves that you make, it, it has to be a very conscious decision. Um, it can't just be like, uh, if it happens or maybe, you know, it's like, no, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. Man, that, that's powerful. And I knew we had to have this conversation because it, it's, it's not always, um, it's not always clear how things happen from the outside looking in, whether it's like through social media or from even not being in your shoes, like, or having a conversation with you from October of last year to August, or that would have been October of 2020 to uh, August or September of last year, 2021. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And yeah it, pretty exa That's exactly right. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and what's funny is it's like the, just a similar experience on my end going from, taking the opposite approach in 2019 instead of being in a job where I should have sought an alternative, but instead I, I kind of mulled over and it's like, well, if it happens, it happens. And clearly that didn't work out. And then going from living on, on my savings for six months and then kind of just being like, okay, well, I guess this will work. And then, having a little bit of energy and something back to what you said about community, like plugging back into the communities, doing mm -hmm. something like the hundred day challenge where it's, whether it's a physical challenge that you set out or like a daily goal that you put and you say, okay, I'm going to do this thing to either one, build up a discipline or to really develop a love or an appreciation for something that I'm doing. And that way it's like once the discipline or like mm -hmm. the need to, or the, um, what's the other word that they use? Like your willpower, when, once your willpower goes away, you got to find another reason mm -hmm. to keep doing the thing you said you wanted to do. Otherwise you end up questioning, right, right. like, did I know what I was talking about? It's like, oh yeah, the walk by faith. Thing. It, it sounds nice, but this, kind of, <laughs> this, this situation doesn't feel too good, but it, right. it's, it's, being able to have that practical application of going through something, it's not always easily explained, but mm -hmm. the way in which you shared the story, I think is very, it's very easy for me to kind of understand because it's like going from 2019 through 2020 wasn't easy per se, but like in that time, I learned something about myself. I learned, um, that I needed to have something outside of work to help me create. But also I learned that mm. 
time away from engineering, which is what I did in construction, mm-hmm. I, a part of me still like that. Maybe I, I stayed too long in an environment which wasn't benefiting me, but I still found value in being able to help other people. Mm-hmm. And after the fact, it's like there was a new job in 2020. And then that was kind of short term with the pandemic and then similar thing, pulling away and then looking at the start of 20, because we're in 2022 now. I keep I trying to, like these two years, I just feel like a mix, but like going from mm-hmm. going from um, just throwing my hands up and being like, well, I don't know what to do right now to, okay, let me work towards an opportunity. And then mm-hmm. the opportunity is kind of there, but then that that drive kind of fades away. And then it's going back, starting again to say, okay, let me just do something. Like, let me just do a local job and then find appreciation in that thing to where I'm working away at something, getting discouraged, sending out emails and just trying, like whether it's LinkedIn, uh, zip recruiter, this thing or that, you're like you're just sending, sending, sending. And it's like the rejection rate is just off the charts. And then to have an opportunity come out of where I wasn't expecting it from and just mm-hmm. being able to be like, Hey, is this something you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. While this time doing my job, but pursuing the other one was a much better approach. Mm. So so you had your construction engineering job and then you left, you took some time off and then you kind of found another, another job. And in that meantime, you started the podcast and, and what catch me up, man. We haven't talked in a while. Right. Right. I'm sorry. I, I kind of jumbled that up and I might have to edit this, <laughs> but okay. Here's what happened. Yeah. So, sorry to. No, 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 no. This is, I messed this, it up. this is perfectly fine. You didn't mess it up. I was trying to time the uh, what's happening outside to what's happening inside. But give me one minute. And and I'll I'll say like um, on my end, it I hear it, but it's kind of like a hum in the background. Like it's not very loud. I don't know how it'll come post production, how it'll sound, but it doesn't sound too bad to me. Gotcha. But it. Um, my editor is usually really good, but um, I'm doing better about presenting something that's not as hard to work with. But okay, here's what happened for yeah. Don't yourself. don't uh, don't mute yourself because like there's I think it's good to hear like the feedback of like when I'm talking and then like you you respond right away or like right. you laugh or whatever. I got you. Know? you. Right, right, right. I mean, do do what you feel is right, but <laughs> I guess just you. my feeling, you know. So, okay, January of 2019 was the time when I I left the construction job before leaving the construction job. So basically, I, I checked mm-hmm. out mentally. I, I was, I thought at least I was happy with the work that I was getting to do, working on a multi-billion dollar job, being a part of a, a small group that's very effective at what they do helping in the construction of a new nuclear project that hasn't been built in America for over 40 years at this point, since the incidents of Three Mile Island and Chernobyl on the other side of the world. The internet. Internet's acting up. 
that's slowed down a little bit. Gotcha. Sorry. No, no, it's no problem. We're figuring Hello? it out. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was the first time it really, uh, it sucks because it no. that was great. <laughs> and then the internet just messes it all up. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I, I was just telling um, someone else, it's like, it's it's hit or miss out here with the internet, but I think it's going, so I'll, I'll try to um, keep going with it. But basically, start of 2019, January, I, I was trying to figure out, okay, do I keep working this construction job? But I was mentally checked out. So I had to take some time from say January to May, not being at work, but still being around the same area. And then I think I went back for a few months, but I just, I had to take care of myself personally. And, and Mm -hmm. yeah. And I left officially, I think in June, went back, spent time with my parents and it was kind of taking some time to get some feedback and really answer what is it that I want to do now? It's like, I'm not working an engineering job. I'm not doing anything productive. Like I'm not getting out of the, out of my house. Like I went from maybe doing nothing for a good period of four months to, okay, like being home, like going back out to the, to the local track and just walking around and like, just trying to kind of similar to what you were talking about, like doing a physical activity or doing something that would get me motivated, build up some Mm -hmm. confidence and really try to find an answer to what it was that I wanted to do next. So, and in order to kind of get back into a community or get around some energy, I went to one of the ETA conferences in, I forget where it was at. It might've been in Philly, but I went there August of 2019 and I set a goal. I wrote down, I want to start a podcast because it's something that had been in the back of my mind. And after I wrote it down, I was like, yeah, this is great. But then I went home and I was just like, "Eh, I'll forget about it. I I don't want to think about that stuff. So I kind of went back to feeling sorry for myself and just moping about. And thankfully had a good friend that from January through that time. And even now you just would check in and be like, Hey, what's, what's going on? Like whenever you, you don't communicate or you get like, it's okay to be by yourself, but when you kind of don't answer or you don't reach out or things like that, something isn't right. And instead Mm -hmm. of following a pattern of just like, okay, when things don't go Asher's way, he just folds into himself and hides away from the world. It's like, what's Mm -hmm. your plan? Are you going to go back to work? Are you going to pursue something else? And I was like, I don't know. I said I'd tried podcasting. Maybe I'll try doing a podcast. And I think even before going to the uh, the conference, I went to a men's retreat and I met one of the guys from the men's prayer line. And basically, in having a conversation with him, we connected and just spoke over the phone. And I, I recorded an episode with him after we had like a 45 minute conversation and I forgot to hit record. So I was like, 
hey, can you help me do this thing? So like in, in doing little steps, like going to the track and going to the men's retreat and going to that conference and saying like, okay, maybe I can try to make a podcast to mm-hmm. just have a hobby. Like initially it was like, okay, it can start as a hobby. Maybe I can make it a business support myself. We'll see. Like mm-hmm. by the end of the year, I was rushing to do that with more like I started driving Uber. I started recording more frequently throughout the week because I just had time on my hands. But mm-hmm. by the end of the year, I think I'd also started speaking with someone through um, coaching and counseling and they were helping me just to um, acknowledge what it was that I had and what it was that I could do for myself. So then, and even getting help, it started out by just getting help, getting my resume redone and having someone Mm -hmm. else do it for me so that I didn't keep stacking up okay, I want to, I need to do this, 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 this. It's like I kept making checklists of stuff that I, I, I just couldn't be bothered to even do. So mm-hmm. in all of that, that was the year 2019. By the end of it, I was applying for jobs, getting feedback, going and doing interviews. And in that whole process, I was able to land a few interviews, eventually get an offer from FEMA which I started in January of 2020, traveled to Puerto Rico and worked there for three months until, or two and a half months until the pandemic hit, everything shut down. And then it's Mm. trying to work from home again and figure out, okay, what's next? Like, yeah, that must have been like a smack in the face. Yeah. And it's just like the constant cycle of doing all this stuff. And then like just putting it all down because it's like there wasn't anything in place to say, okay, when you're not working, here's how you can enjoy your leisure time. Or when you're not doing this, like mm-hmm. go go do something else. So that that's what that whole cycle from like 2019 going into 2020, going into 2021, which was really um 2020 felt like a repeat of 2019, but then um i think Mm. by by the how did 20 2020 just it just felt like a a wash (laughs) so to speak but by by the by the end of it or by the start of 2021 it was really about it's really about like what i've been doing isn't working like the way I've been trying to make progress as work for a little bit, so long as I was willing to stick with it. But then Mm -hmm. what came after is like, okay, I need to work a local job just to have something to do. And then if I can stand Mm -hmm. hearing myself back doing a podcast, like I'll start podcasting again. So all that to say that that's what's been going on with me. So 2021 was really working at Home Depot, which was a local store, but working on the night shift, traveling to like five different stores within the area with like an hour from my house and working, uh, how would you say a regular job, so to speak, or like a seasonal job and Mm -hmm. 
again, putting the resumes back out there, but getting back around people and really, um, really doing the work on myself and continuing to grow a little bit and answer questions that I'd been avoiding or I, I hadn't really paid attention to for mm-hmm. a long time. So that that's what's happened from probably the time that I met you to now us having this conversation has just been that that continuous growth and really facing some of the things I've been avoiding and dealing with mm-hmm. um what I needed to deal with and still understanding that today, I still need to deal with that because anything that mm. I, I put away or suppress and don't deal with it multiplies. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like that saying conflict delayed is conflict multiplied. Mm. You know, I actually never heard that before, but that's really true. Um, and how, how long have you been doing the podcast now? Oh, your audio. Oh, you're muted. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um, thanks for the heads up. The podcast, it'll be three years come no August, August, October. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think one thing that stands out of, uh, of what you were saying, and thanks for, for catching me up, um, is kind of like, the the snowball rolling down the hill and it's like it's like start small just go out start walking around the track just start doing something right something small and then add a little more and do something else and there's moments where maybe we fall back into something into an old habit and then we pull ourselves out again right and just keep 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 pushing and eventually that keeps building um You know, I think that's, that's key. Um, and that's definitely one way that I also like got myself out of rut, out of a rut. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but also I think the other part is, is like the self reflection, right? Like asking Mm -hmm. yourself those questions and figuring out like, what do I actually want? You know, not just letting life happen to you. Right. It's just like, you got to, actually work through these things you gotta actually like talk about it think it through um so so yeah i think one thing that's helped me is i i uh i think in 2019 i got a therapist um i got a a black therapist and i started doing group therapy and uh, i did individual and group and that was that was great because it's kind of like i'm not just in my head anymore you know I can actually voice these things and get feedback. Yeah. And um, I think that's, that's pretty similar to like how you're saying like you, you'll retreat, but like your friend would come and like talk to you and, and like, be like, Hey, what are you doing? What's your plan? Um, and I think that that's like, so that's like one aspect of community, right? It's like, even, even if I'm paying for therapy, it's still community in a way. Right. Yeah. Um, like so your and your friend like i think th- that's really important really huge um you know i actually completely forgot to mention is in my transformation with this boot camp with the with the software engineering i forgot to mention the community part that was like the most important part because um 
this this group it was like a whole bunch of people so there was this guy his name is leon mm-hmm. and um leon noel so you can find him on like youtube and twitch and stuff like that but he he came out he put out a big reddit post and he was like um i'm a i'm a software engineer i'm a teacher of software engineers you know i've i've been at this boot camp and this boot camp this boot camp the pandemic is affecting millions of people people are losing their jobs i'd love to help with that hmm. i want to i want to give everyone access to a completely free software engineering education and he's like as long as you put in the work like i'm going to show up and 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 help you at every step of the way yeah and i think that a lot of people really didn't believe him in the beginning but he kept his word and he was he really was really consistent with this and i committed completely to it um and so did a lot of other people and so we all kind of kept each other going you know and we were all learning together and that really helped me like keep pushing forward and keep showing up keep putting in the hours um so yeah i think if i was doing it alone i mean for years for years i've been like oh i'm kind of interested in programming oh let me sign up for like this info session for some boot camp yeah <laughs> and then like never do anything about it you know i'm just like or like go on you know free code camp like one time yeah. <laughs> um so so i think i think yeah like speaking what you want to do putting it out into the world and having people hold you accountable also finding people who are on similar paths and just mm-hmm. like sharing with them and 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 going through the process with them that's like a really big part to for me like to stick to something yeah um so that's a that's a great point i'm i'm glad you brought that back because the community aspect is a huge thing. And for me, even doing the podcast, it's like getting over the nervousness took some getting used to, but like having feedback from other people that podcast and joining a group like the morning meetup with Dave Shans and seeing what he does for entrepreneurs and kind of sharing with people the mindset you have to have to make what you're doing matter and also referring back to the like the social media group with breathe university and different things like that where they they talk about how you're supposed to introduce yourself to an audience and people can only people will only um work with you if they know like and trust you and if you're able mm-hmm. to communicate those things through what you do then that's how you begin to build and attract but even for me one thing that i had to be willing to do was i had my hands in so many communities or i was a member of so many groups i really mm-hmm. had to pull back and like stop following so many groups i had to take time away and like really give time to myself and that came from the the counseling piece and being able to um communicate with someone that would hold me accountable and also not feel bad about um how i how i felt about it because it at first it just it the concept of speaking to someone about my personal self that i've never really shared with anyone was a lot to take in mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. be befriending 
the person and really getting to know them and them getting to know me helped along the way and just knowing where to plug into those communities and like and having just one or two versus five to ten it was like okay i don't have to come in here and problem solve where i i i can let go of the need to want to be helpful because it's like in other times where i just felt like i was the younger person always just taking 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 it's like mm-hmm. i don't want to just be that but i have like i'm even learning just this week it's like i've got to revisit becoming unattached to things and really addressing writing down and talking through what it is that offends me or what it is that kind of like reattaches me to a situation a conversation an emotion or thing like that but mm-hmm. i i really liked what you said about how community helped you through becoming a software engineer and just following through with someone that was willing to come alongside you and help you through the process to where it's not just uh i had this goal put it together i did it myself yeah i'm the champion it's like mm-hmm. there there's always more more layers to it and just being able to take a minute and reflect on it really helps us like it 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 kind of uncovers things that you might have forgotten about or think about things you may not have considered before so I, that's very mm-hmm. powerful mhm yeah yeah i i think that um i agree that's something i need to revisit as well like sometimes i find myself either kind of always moving on to the next thing and never taking the time to really think about what happened or what's happening or how i'm reacting to things um is is one thing and then the other thing is like um I also have like a pattern of avoidance, you know, and that's something that like helps and hurts because I think it comes out of like an adaptiveness. It's like you go through something in life and how you deal with it is you just don't think about it. You just keep moving, you know, but that catches up to you eventually. Like you said, like with the conflict, what was what was the quote? It's like uh it's conflict avoided is conflict multiplied. Yeah. And that's really like it's in there you think you're just moving on but it's really in there and at some point it's going to come out crashing out and um i think um i kind of lost the thread of of what we were just talking about so i don't want to change or not answer the no, question no you're good I, i don't think i i asked a question but like you were sharing about you really highlighted community being a big factor as as the transition you made from being a nutritionist to becoming a software mm-hmm. engineer and the person on Reddit that was involved in really putting the call out there and actually honoring his word and what he said to this is what I'm willing to do and if you're willing to work I'll work with you. Mhm. Yeah, but um so you you were sharing about the the counselor that you got to know and how um oh the the two things that I, that I'm working on yeah 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 okay yeah so i said for this week one thing we had to revisit and part of my homework is to be aware or take notice of what it is okay now let me rephrase that 
practice being unattached to like whatever is going on around me, whether it's, it's a conversation that I'm in, a talk that I'm listening to, a situation or, or an emotion that comes up. It's like, if I feel uncomfortable, I have to be willing to detach from that. But mm-hmm. a lot of times the attachments that come in, or if I feel offended by something, that offense is usually steeped in fear. So Mm -hmm. in order to address the offense properly, I've got to write down or be willing to answer, why is it that I'm offended by what just happened? And Mm -hmm. by doing that, I found that it stems to childhood relationships that I thought I addressed. But again, Mm -hmm. kind of speaking to the conflict point, they're things I didn't really address. And the way that I'm being offended or I'm feeling offended is I'm feeling offense from the little boy or that child that was offended at the time that that specific scenario happened. So like, for mm-hmm. example, I was listening to a talk yesterday by a gentleman named Myron Golden, and he was mm-hmm. giving a, a talk from the from the bible and i think he was talking about the adam and eve being in the garden of eden and how they were given they were given he was talking about the title is called um how lack creates i think it's important because what what's interesting about it is like when something triggers when something like that just kind of triggered my thought okay this is what it's called Mm -hmm. poverty is always a result of spiritual warfare so that that was the title of his video on youtube and as he's Mm -hmm. talking about it he brings it up as um explaining lack and how Adam and Eve are in the Garden of Eden, and God gives them the commandment that they're able to eat from any tree freely that's been planted in this garden. And that the way in which he speaks is very clear. It's like, you can do this, but you should not eat from the tree of knowledge and the tree of good and evil, for Mm -hmm. surely you will die. So... I'm I'm sure I, I probably misquoted that depending on what version someone may be reading from. But the thing that he said was that poverty is a lack of spiritual warfare. No. No, I'm I said that completely wrong. Um, but in You're my fine. head, <laughs> poverty is a result of spiritual warfare, right? Something like yes. that. Yes, you got it right the second time. So the okay, yes. Yeah, Poverty is always a result of spiritual warfare. And the way that he was explaining it is that in presenting the principle of lack, where lack is in, when lack is introduced, that's a way that um, we war with ourselves. Like whenever, when we typically focus on things, we focus on what we don't have. We're not quick to be appreciative of what we do have. And that that's where people will war with themselves. So the reason for him bringing the Adam and Eve story really speaks to you have humans or 
mankind essentially depend like he went into it in very good detail and it's a lot of different things to pick up on but the main thing that i didn't catch it the first time but the second time i listened back to it because i i wanted to have something clear in my head about what it was that i learned not necessarily to bring it here i, I didn't anticipate sharing it but um hopefully i can tie this all back in what i was saying about being offended like in me asking myself what am i offended by i have i i've been given that as my homework as a way to address fear that i've felt maybe as younger or in a different situation and i say that because from what has been explained to me feeling offended is steeped in fear mm -hmm. So what I was trying to do was give, I was watching a YouTube video and then he made reference to the Adam and Eve story with them being able to eat from everything in the garden, but two trees. And someone would usually ask the question, as he said in the video, well, why would God do that? And mm -hmm. I didn't feel like he answered the question directly and I chose to stay attached to him not answering that question there but then mm -hmm. as i practiced detaching from what he said or what he didn't say to my appreciation i kind of remembered having watched the video before that in a roundabout way he answered it later on in his talk and what i think i was responding to was more so what I was either responding to or what I was feeling offended by was this notion of listening to someone charismatic that's very captivating, but then mm -hmm. feeling like you've been left high and dry with mm -hmm. a bag of goods where it's like, oh crap, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that was going that way. It's like, I really wanted this answer, but it's, it's that mm -hmm. letting go of the need to have someone that appears wiser just have all the answers for me it's like in, in a way a lot of people present that they do have the answers because of the charisma that they bring but mm -hmm. more so i have to be willing to go look for the answer myself and do the research like this person says they did the research and it's like if i can't hold myself accountable to that like I shouldn't really be offended by someone not answering what I wanted an answer to in the moment that they, they made a statement. I, I feel like maybe that was a long about way to try and restate the question that I had to pose myself, but that's the drink mm -hmm. down version of it. Yeah. Yes. It's like, if you're not willing to put in the work, don't be offended by like not getting what you want kind of kind of not that, that i think not that's entirely almost, I'm right that's that's almost here. i think well no no that that i i take the fault on that because that's not the maybe that's the lesson that i came out of it with but that was wasn't the intention i was trying to communicate i was trying to say that like the offense that i felt in listening was mm. from 
was from what I was expecting or it's. Yeah. Well, tell me if I'm saying what you're hearing. Well, I get the point of, of detachment. I know Mm -hmm. that that's like the main theme here. And the idea is kind of like, um, you're going through something and you, you have an expectation. Mm -hmm. So like, it's like, if you were to release the need for that expectation, yeah, that part, then you, you wouldn't get, you wouldn't feel that way. Right. It's so, yeah. So maybe, maybe the first thing you said does, did make sense. I just took it the wrong way, but essentially if you're, yeah, if you're able to detach from either having expectations or letting go, like it's okay to have an expectation, but let go Mm -hmm. of it not happening and not feeling like you got robbed or then holding Mm -hmm. that fear of like, okay, this person did me wrong. Okay. This person's doing something similar. They're going to do me wrong. So now it's like, instead of approaching situations with the fear that something is going to happen to me and the moment like that offense or that fear comes up it's like oh okay there it is again i knew this was going to happen i foretold Mm -hmm. this now that it happened i'm justified in my thinking but Mm -hmm. being able to let go or detach from what's going on should in a way help me to just deal with life as it comes and not take it so personal or be fearful of what the outcomes may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's powerful because I think, I think a lot of people, a lot of people give up that way, or I guess they justify not trying because they're, they find the, the excuse that works for them because yeah. of an expectation that wasn't met. Right. Um, they're like, oh, this, you know, like there are some people that I went through with the bootcamp and I don't think they, I think they, some of them gave up because they, they just had this expectation, like, you know, oh, I don't think I'm smart enough for this or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, and then they like, they start going through the bootcamp and as long as things are easy, they're good. Right. If it's easy, if it's like a medium difficulty, but then when they hit up against something hard, well, that thing comes up again and they're like see, I knew I wasn't smart enough. Mm. And it's like, no, it's not that you're not smart enough. It's, you know, you, that expectation of like, oh, I'm going to hit something really hard. And that means I'm not smart enough Mm -hmm. is like a really easy way to give up. Whereas when, or a kind of a, a tricky, it's a, it's like a mind trick because you don't know you're doing it to yourself sometimes, Mm -hmm. but if you reframe that and you say, well, I, you know, I can do this. I know I'm going to hit hard things along the way, but if I keep trying, like I'll figure it out. Like that's a very different way to come at something. Right. Um, And I I just, you just reminded me why I was trying to bring up the story of Adam and Eve and where the snake comes in, because the whole point of it was based around lack, but also in how words can be, words can be manipulated to get you to think differently from what it actually is. Like if you just Mm -hmm. change the meaning of words, you can change kind of what the reality of the situation is. Like you could do that in a positive way or a negative way. So it's Mm -hmm. like, if you, that 
I've heard a lot of people say before, like words matter, like looking up words and being very clear on what the definition of a word is like that matters, but Mm -hmm. very quickly it, it pays to pay attention when you notice people are being very choosy with words. If someone is trying to make up a definition to something that's not the official definition, it helps to know like, okay, like what's really going on here? Like, what are you really trying to do? Because without going into this, the story of, of Adam and Eve and the confrontation with the snake, it was like, oh, okay. Like on the surface, something can be worded very well, whether it's like through a presentation or just like in that, in that specific story, like here's what was said, but it's like what's stated. I'm trying to say this quickly without lingering on it and making it more than, or more or less than it needs to be, but Mm -hmm. sticking to that specific story by omitting and by omitting a word from what stated from God speaking to Adam and Eve to now the serpent or the devil speaking through the serpent to Adam and Eve by removing a word and changing where a word is said in a statement, it completely changed the um, the thought process behind, oh, did God really say you shouldn't do this? Well, if you do this, this won't happen. It's like, it's easy to reframe something that's not presented in the same way that it was mm-hmm. said. I, I feel like I'm, I'm saying a lot of words that are I think it's not like, really hitting it. You're, I mean, these are big ideas, right? So it's yeah. like. That, that, that's why I didn't want to just. It takes, I guess I'm learning that it takes time to really study a thing and go through it. So maybe I'll, I'll revisit this at a, at a later time. But I think talking through it is a really great way to get better at true. talking about it, right? It's like, yeah. do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think maybe, maybe, I don't know if this is the word, but I think it's like, if um i just lost it it's like you can take a situation and maybe it was just a choice oh you can do this and this will happen or Mm -hmm. you can do this and this will happen yeah versus like a threat or a warning or right right a a condemnation or something right right and i think i feel like i'm (laughs) I'm doing almost the exact opposite of what I just had a conversation with a speaker about how you tell a story. But I think the beauty of podcasting, or at least in us having this conversation, is that I'm trying to tell you a story without telling you the story, where it's (laughs) like, if you go discover it for yourself, you'll definitely gain more value about it. But it's... Mm -hmm. In essence, I guess I could say I'm spoiling it, but I'm trying to re I'm trying to explain what it was that I learned yeah. based on what it was that I I I I would 
I thought I was supposed to learn. But the overall thing that came through it was that there's so many lessons in there. I'm having trouble just recalling them (laughs) and going back. It feels like even having a side by side and watching it frame by frame would be great to have like better commentary. But I think yeah, that you- makes me think of, um, oh, sorry to cut you off there. No, you're good. You're good. It makes me think of, um, cause they do that in some podcasts like that I watch. Um, mm-hmm. I'll start watching this one, but, <laughs> but, um, some of the podcasts that I like, I don't know, like Joe Rogan or something, they'll mm-hmm. have like the TV up and they'll be like, yeah, put it up and they'll watch it or they'll yeah. like, and then they'll stop and they'll talk about it. Um, that kind of hard to do here, but that'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah. the, yeah. And I, I was just, no, the only thing I was going to say was just thank you for being patient and listening to me like recap the 2019 to 2022. And also just trying to like allowing me to try to put my thoughts together and explain them to you. Because even like in learning to podcast, one thing that's been challenging or something I'm getting comfortable more comfortable with is allowing myself to speak to the best of my ability without judging myself in the time that I'm speaking, thinking about Mm -hmm. what you could be thinking if I'm doing this or that and the other. It's just like, no, just focus on speaking and let Mm -hmm. it go. Again, going back to the thing of just being detached, like, me having an expectation of making this the better experience for you rather than you enjoying the experience in the way that you choose to enjoy it and Mm -hmm. me not having to have as much control and to like, Oh, I want to do this and do that. It's like, maybe we'll get it edited. Maybe it'll just be, (laughs) (laughs) maybe, maybe we'll just table it. But um, no, that's like so because it's so funny because we do that to ourselves. Yeah. Like I, on my side, I'm in the same like I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, I'm like, am I is this going well? Am I saying the right things? You know, like, is this like does this make any sense right. <laughs> from right. what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, like me, this is the second podcast I've ever been on. And the first one felt terrible, but that was me right in my head like i'm just mm-hmm. like oh i don't know um and that's something that i struggle with too is like talking and not judging what i'm saying as i'm saying it mm-hmm. yeah then you have those moments <laughs> where you cut your own sentence off like halfway because right. you're just like uh this is terrible right right so yeah no i i get it um but uh it, it's like um no no one really like is is watching you that closely right Right, like it's right. like you're talking and it's like the person's concerned about themselves and if they're like i don't know i'm, I'm yeah. not saying this like smoothly but no you know what you're, I mean? you're saying it exactly as you should and i think yeah. going back to the story i'll just want i'm trying to put a bow on it but to come back in alignment with what we're talking about having community and helping you work through Mm -hmm. a goal that you wanted to pursue and also Mm -hmm. being able to go through counseling and address the things that you have trouble with, but also being able to speak with someone that's a friend, a friendly, someone that looks like you, someone that can empathize with 
what it is that you're going through. And then also you be, you being willing to take their feedback and apply it for your benefit, not necessarily like, okay, if I do enough things, then I'm good for life. But it's like, no, like the, the offense thing, the being detached thing, it's a daily thing that you have to yeah. do in the moments that the things happen, like being able to like, okay, something's coming up. I don't really like it, but that's okay. I can either walk away or I can face it, address it and move on. And then once you move on, that's it. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to live on. I think that that was the, the whole thing, because even in having the conversation about it, it's, I wanted so much so to get the story clear, but I'm clear on I don't have a full grasp of the story to be able to retell it in like five minutes time because it was like an hour and 40 minute video. But the thing Mm -hmm. that, that just stood out to me were something I got offended by a question posed that wasn't answered. And then it's like, and it not, it wasn't, it's not that it wasn't just answered. It wasn't answered in the way that it was posed. So like the question was, why would God put a tree that you're not supposed to eat from in a place where you live? Why wouldn't he just not put it there? And the way that he answered it was, well, because when God made man in his own image, um, he, he made man to have a choice and not to have just like, you just do what I tell you. And I, that that just didn't sit right with me in the sense of like the way you answered the question that someone hypothetically posed wasn't the you didn't answer the question that was asked you asked some you answered something else and it it seems like you just kind of skirted away and it's like oh i missed that the first time now i got it and then the reason why it made me think of that is being going back to someone that's charismatic someone that's like someone that I grew up around or people that I've seen that are very influential. It's like people can say a lot with their words, but if you're not paying attention, they can kind of get one over on you. But Mm -hmm. the thing that I had to recognize is that I'm watching the video. And then although, so to speak, he may have gotten over on me or I might've missed what I caught the second time around that doesn't have any bearing on me being less than for not catching it the first time, or that doesn't have any bearing on him for just being like, Oh, screw this guy. He didn't answer my one question. I don't, I don't want to deal with him anymore. It's like mm-hmm. those two mentalities, they, they're very common, but it doesn't serve me at the end of the day is what I was getting to. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I, I kind of came to driving back for two hours and I was kind of thinking through it and like, instead of going the route of this doesn't make sense, let me reach out to somebody for it to make sense. It's like, no, like sit in the car and just speak Mm -hmm. out loud, record what you're thinking and let, Mm -hmm. let all that jumbled mess just kind of just spill out. Like, it's okay that you don't know what he's saying and you have a problem with what he didn't say. Mm -hmm. And like just kind of going through that exercise, I was like, oh, okay. And then as I recalled different things that came in later in the video, I was like, oh, okay. Well, 
just because you have someone that's all knowing or all powerful um i don't i don't know it's it's like i i i wanted so much to have the answer to the deeper question as like why like what's the meaning to life and it's like i didn't have it and the fact that mm -hmm. in going through school and becoming more intellectually savvy it's like the thing that i'm learning to let go of is the need to having to have an answer to everything because mm -hmm. it's like the more i find out or the more i develop as a person there's a lot of things i don't know and at times mm -hmm. that can make me feel uncomfortable and that kind of builds the fear or the anxiety up that you would feel as a child where it's you're going to school for the first time you move mm -hmm. to a new town you're have to go out and make friends you go out on a first date you just like you're brought up to do a presentation you're having to do public speaking you feel like the the heat rising in your head the sweat in your palms it's just like all those anxious things come up when one instance happens but just mm -hmm. being able to remember that those moments aren't now and even when you find yourself in a similar situation you're not a child anymore but you've grown and you have tools or you can develop tools mm -hmm. and learn how to navigate those situations it's like you're not gonna die from the the mm -hmm. dark you're not gonna like you've got a flashlight on your phone now like mm -hmm. you can breathe to calm yourself there's different things that i can do now that i couldn't do as a child and mm -hmm. just being able to separate those things and not to always feel in fight or flight mode mm -hmm. that, i think that's essentially what i was trying to point to in a way to communicate appreciation for your journey mm. or what you've gone through in the last two years since we last spoke mm. that was uh really well put and thank you um yeah i i i think there's a lot of gems in there that could almost be an entire other podcast um because it's like that's really big when you're going through transformations or when you're trying to go through transformations like all of these things come up you know all of these childhood traumas all of these ways that we've learned to like deal with the world and live in it and face it come up sometimes we feel like running away from it right sometimes we want to fight sometimes yeah, we just don't know what to do. Or we're looking for someone else to give us an answer. You know? Yeah. And it's like, first of all, there probably is no right answer. And there's lots of right answers and lots of wrong ones and lots of in-between ones. And everyone finds their own way, right? No one has all the answers. No one knows what they're doing, really. Mm -hmm. They figure things out as they go and, and they share that they share whatever they figure out that worked for them. doesn't mean it's going to work for you, but maybe it will. Mm -hmm. You won't know until you try it. Right. Yeah. And until you process it for yourself and figure out what you can borrow, you can listen to it, you can hear it and you can say, okay, I like this part. I like this part. I'm going to try those. I'm going to take something from over here. I'm going to mix that up. 
and and come up with your own way of of finding finding your way forward and transforming yourself right mm. um i think the attachment is a really big thing because it's all like all these emotions that cause us to do things that may either help us or hurt us and if you could just step back from it for a second and really just sit in that moment you can probably find like the path that makes the most sense for you yeah right as opposed to the one that you want to follow because that's just what you've always done you, you know what's funny about <laughs> being practicing being detached one thing in just what she said now i had to let go of the need to give a uh a caveat or like a a good opposite or a good thing of like oh you can be detached but it's okay to be attached to other things i was like no <laughs> you don't need to do that just let the statement be said what's said and then mm -hmm. if someone really feels the need to ask ask the question about that let them ask the question and stop trying to answer every question there is it's like mm -hmm. I've, i just gotta be aware that i i can't do that but the mm -hmm. or maybe i shouldn't be seeking to answer all the questions that come up but be willing to acknowledge them or maybe mm -hmm. entertain them be like okay that, that's a good question and just maybe i'll pursue one maybe i won't Mm -hmm. yeah and i think also sometimes things don't really land for someone unless they like like they have that buy-in them asking the question is like a buy-in yeah. right as opposed to you presenting the answer ahead of time it's like yeah. sometimes and i catch myself doing that all the time i like want to say this is if you do this like something good will happen or whatever <laughs> like oh maybe you know i did it this way and it was it turned out great and it's like no one asked you first of all <laughs> you know <laughs> but if they ask the question then you tell them the answer and then they're like oh cool they're receptive to it right it's like yeah when when the student is ready the teacher will appear and it's like not that i'm a teacher right like sometimes maybe i'm i can be in that role and sometimes i'm playing a student role right mm -hmm. um in many different areas of my life but yeah it's like let the things come up let life happen right mm -hmm. um so yeah oh the other thing yeah and i was i was thinking about this with my partner earlier i mean um couple couple days ago or a week ago maybe i was thinking about how the ways that people deal with things in their life like the coping mechanisms that a lot of us have exist for a reason right like they're all useful in their own ways right and they're all tools in the toolbox and it's like it only becomes a problem when you start to come at every problem with the same tool when you're overusing it yeah you know sometimes you need like a little bit of anger or assertiveness right mm -hmm. sometimes you need like things that are perceived more, sometimes you need a little bit there's a healthy amount of fear for some things right yeah there's a healthy amount of bravery for some things like so it's really interesting to think about that kind of like even those things aren't necessarily bad it's just how you how you apply your tools right yeah i like that i guess 
a scalpel is a scalpel and a hammer is a hammer for a reason. You shouldn't be trying to do scalpel work with hammers and hammer work with <laughs> scalpels. Sounds like a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. let me ask you this question and I'll, I'll get you out of here with this. Are you still who you said you were from the start of the episode? Um, I would say yes, I'm still that person, but I think that um, I'm like a little bit more evolved at the end of this conversation too. Like, I feel like we've talked about and picked up on certain things and practice, uh, process certain things. Like you're really making me think um, and revisit like detachment and um, like examining more of myself and um, yeah, I feel, I feel good that I chose to show up for this podcast and like talk to you and on camera <laughs> and like uh confront this you know because i'm also someone who's like i tend to be more like i do my own thing and like i don't like to be loud i don't like to have attention on me like things like that so you know sometimes i doubt what i say like things like that so it's 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 kind of an example of like are you doing what you say you do, which is like to confront things in life and to keep leveling yourself up. So mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, this is a, this is an example of me like doing something that feels uncomfortable, but pushing and doing it anyway, you know? So yeah, I think this, I think that's a level up like, a, you know, a little bit. It's like 1% like better every day. Right. I, like like, I think that's how I try to try to lead my life. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for the time, Ashtar. Let people know how they can get in touch with you if they want to connect. Sure. Um, so on Instagram, um, it's uh, Ashtar underscore Paniagua, I think. Let me just double check that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ashtar underscore Paniagua on Instagram. Um, my email is uh, same thing, first name dot last name at gmail.com. So, um, uh, yeah, those are those are places you can reach me. And um, yeah, this this conversation was awesome. Thanks for inviting me up here, Asher. It was really, really great talking to you. You're very welcome. Likewise. And thank you for taking the time until next time. We'll, we won't let two years go by. How about that? Yeah, we got to catch up <laughs> and, and uh, talk more often. Yeah, I'll talk for to sure. you offline. It, it won't have to be a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But thank you. Yep. Until next time. Yeah.